Mazada. Yeah. Uh, thanks for jumping on here with me. Uh, it's really an honor to have someone of your riding caliber and experience. So for me, I'm uh, thank you for jumping on. Thank you. Um, and and having a conversation with me. And uh, maybe I can learn a few things and get a little faster for tomorrow. But yeah, absolutely. Uh, but we're just sitting here in the garages in Pittsburgh at Pit Race for round one of the uh, BRL series and uh, I mean let's just start with today how I mean you were fast today and you looked really good so uh, I mean how how did your day go uh, overall it was good you know ended up pretty good not perfect um, I mean the ideal thing is top step but yeah. it, no all all in all it's good I mean we're so limited on seat time and I think like all of us are, mm -hmm. you know, our, our, our biggest struggle with the Lloyd's garage boys is that we just show up like Moto America or here, we just show up and it's go time, you yeah. know? So having a track day yesterday was super helpful cause we don't ever get that. Um, and this event for us was just really a test really? seat time. Yeah. Yeah. So is it a kind of a test for trying to get faster in Moto America? Develop the bike. Yeah. Or, or, or are, I mean, are you planning on running the entire BRL series? No, they're not. I would like to, yeah. you know, I mean, like seat time, seat time. And if we can get a championship and make some money, that's, that's, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, budgets is tough. So um, I think the, the plan is we were going to Road America. We're not now from Moto America. Okay. So we're not going there now. So as of right now, the, the guys are building a Indian chief to run the hooligan class on mm -hmm. in Moto America. Um, and so we'll run uh, what the Ridge, um, Coda, Laguna Seca. Uh, I think that's it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so those this are all, is, are those double header weekends yeah, too? Double headers. So anything that's double header we're running. Um, so yeah, so this was just like a, it's not too far from them you know, to be out here. It's mm -hmm. a good event for them with Indian. They've got a lot of Indian dealers out here. Mm -hmm. They're a sponsor. Um, and so it was a good, good business venue and, um, and seat time. So, you know, yeah. we're, we're, we're finding some stuff. It's just hard, you know, for me, seat time, seat time period. I'm learning no matter what. Um, but we're, we're limited, you know, as far as parts go, that's at this level. Mm -hmm. um, or at the Moto America level to, to try to compete with the factories, you've got to have the new technology. And we're and a lot of money, right? It, yeah, it takes a lot of money. It's a lot of money. You know, so, I, I can't imagine. It's crazy. What those what some oh. of those teams are putting into the bikes. Yeah, it's it, it's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, budgets. it's really cool to see. It is uh, from yeah. a, I guess from a spectator standpoint. Right. Yeah. But I mean, maybe not so much as a a guy who's also on the grid with them, you know, it's like tough for the privateers. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's really, it's really hard. I mean, these guys are working so hard and I'm just, I'm just stoked and appreciative to have the offer to, to be their hired guy. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, it's really neat. 
Um, but as a racer, I'm a racer and I want to win. Yeah. And I know I can, I can win. I can run up front in Motor America. It's just, if you don't got the bike, that's not going to happen. Sure. And these guys are just putting everything at it. So it's that, like, you know, how far can we go? Yeah. You know, with parts and how far do you want to go? So it's just, this is a cool weekend to get seat time and we're gaining stuff. We're trying things. We're trying, we're on new tires. We're just throwing stuff at the bike, you know, tons of preload and this just to see what does it do? And mm-hmm. that's huge. It's big to know. Yeah. You know, I, I wish, you know, like I hear like, like, you know, yourself and, and some of the other, you know, faster riders talk about things like learning the feel and stuff. And, and like, I so want to know what that stuff feels like for, mm-hmm. cause for myself, like, like I was saying, like my, my road racing experience is literally just the BRL races that have happened. That's the only road races that I've ever ran in my <laughs> life. Cool, man. And I've never ridden a, anything on a road race course other than a Harley. Oh, wow. I, I've never been on a sport bike out, okay. out on a track uh, or, or anything <laughs> other than a Harley. So like, that's, that's cool. Uh, you know, I'm trying to like learn how to like make my bike handle better, but I really don't even know like, like what I'm well, chasing. Is, yeah, no, you know, what I don't provide that. It's like, I mean, we make changes and I'll be like, eh, it feels the same to me, right. you know? That's how I, these are. That's, a, that's, that's cool. I mean, to not have a, a sport bike background or something on, or track days, something, mm-hmm. um, to do on a bagger is totally different. Yeah. It is. I mean, these are I mean, so big and vague and couchy and you can make, you can, what I've learned is that you need to make a change, make it huge, like a big change. Because, because you're making, you're, you're trying to make a change to a, you know, six clickers want to do a thing. Yeah. You won't notice anything. No, no, no. It's it's like uh, you've got a, like big swings. So you're like, okay, that does that. Now okay. I know, good or bad. Sure. You know, at least you know. Then you can maybe from that point start down it back, whatever way it was good, and sure. find that good spot. But it, yeah, there's so there's such a long wheelbase. They're so flexy, and you know, it's mm-hmm. it's hard to tell. Mm-hmm. So. That's cool, man. It's impressive. Have Not you, having a background in sport, something to know this does this. You're trying to figure out that. That's hard. Yeah, I'm just trying to learn it, you know. And yeah. I mean, like I said, I just, I, I have no baseline. Yeah. So I'm just like winging it, you know. It's cool, man. If, You're if, rolling. If the lap times are good, I guess it we're works. going in the right direction, <laughs> yeah, right. you know. <laughs> yeah. So um, have, you, have you ridden, have you always been on the Indian? Or you were on a Harley, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Yeah. Which do you prefer? It, it, I'd say I mean, overall the Indian. Yeah. From my experience, you know, it was pretty limited. I, I rode last year for, um, I don't know, a few rounds on the Harley. Uh-huh. And, you know, it's hard to say because I, I guess if I had a really a good prepped Harley to ride uh-huh. and then a good prepped Indian, that'd be a, a more fair. Okay. You know, but the Harley I was on was... I was developing it, period. Yeah. It was, it was, when I rode it bike. at first, I, I, it was like way off. So I was developing that bike and, you know, we were getting somewhere, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, then it was, I was off that bike. So right when we were sort of getting somewhere, um, and I told the guys, here's what I think I want and here's what I need, uh, then I got off the bike. Mm-hmm. So then I got on the Indian Chieftain, not this bike, 
That was, was a supercharged one. That yeah, you it was a supercharged year. bike. And I remember um, listening to that thing in Milwaukee last year. It sounded it sick. So so good. But yeah. it, it, it was like um, we just had we had problems with it. You know, really? it would not. Yeah, like fuel ratio, it would not run clean. Was it because of the supercharger? Uh, I think so. We took it off. The guy, or the guys, took it off, plugged it up, did all sorts of stuff. I don't know what they did, huh. and it it sort of cleaned up, but it would do other things. You know, we just had issues. We I rode it at Laguna. Uh, and Milwaukee. Okay. And Daytona. And so oh, yeah. it just, it just, it, it had, it produced so much power down low, like right off, like right away, but it was when you're max lean angle. It didn't make no sense. So the thing would spin up, huge power, and then it'd fall on its face. There's no power. So, hmm. and that's how that chieftain was. Like there's no, there's nowhere else they could, they could move that power around and yeah. so it just didn't work you know it chassis was was cool it was good yeah sporty um but it wasn't it wasn't gonna be competitive no way so the the challenger like just physically like from the side of the track to me looks like a bigger bike but maybe it's just the aesthetics maybe yeah. the fairing yeah or whatever. right uh agreed Maybe it it's looks, just so it looks bigger, looks but bigger. maybe not so you much know, in real life. Yeah, I remember last year we were at I think Daytona and um, being on the Harley, and I sat on Corey West. Well, Corey West bike, the bike I'm on now. That that was oh. Corey West bike from last year. Okay, I sat on it, and it actually did felt felt longer. Like the stretch from seat to bar felt like I was more stretched out. Mm -hmm. The tank felt bigger for sure. Mm -hmm. You know. So, but it feels, um, it feels more sport bikey. It feels more nimble. Really? Compared to the Harley I was on. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, I mean, I don't know. The, if you were to compare like, you know, Tyler O'Hara's bike compared to Kyle Wyman's, they're both probably epic, <laughs> you know? Sure. Amazing, yeah. different, but. Yeah. Um, I, I love the Indian. I can say I, I really like the Indian. I like the chassis on it. I mean, I'm, I'm not where I want to be at all, but. I like it. Yeah. It, it, you know, it's flickable. Um, and the motor, our motor's been solid. We've not had an issue yet. Yeah. It's fast. Like, those boys built a motor that we were... And they haven't done anything crazy. They're just, like, the Lloyd's garage guys are good. And that motor, we were within... I think we are within five mile per hour with, like, the factories. And that's, like... It's pretty good. It's really good. And that's fast, too. That's fast. Really fast. And reliable. We haven't had an issue. Yeah. Those guys are swapping motors. They're rebuilding. Like, this thing keeps on ticking, which is pretty. They're doing something right. Yeah. You know, they know what they're doing. Right on. It's cool. Yeah. Um, what about, like, uh, I mean, you've got a racing history. You, you road raced, you know, in the 90s, yeah. early 2000s, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, have you yeah. always road raced? Like, I mean, is that just, is that, I guess, is that your main, kind of your main discipline of racing? Yeah. Yeah. road racing mm -hmm. um tell me a little bit about like your your road racing career like where when did yeah. you start how'd you get into it um i knew nothing about road racing at all we we lived in where i live now but northern california in redding okay i was born and raised raised up there and um we were uh out like ranching that's sort of what, okay. what, what we did. So mm -hmm. we were we were raised on a ranch and um, you know run cattle and horses and whatnot. So we we rode since little dudes. I, I started riding at three years old on three wheeler, 
but it was just a, like a tool. You know, you had a motorcycle around to go, to go feed way the horses back or and, yeah, what, yeah, whatever. Check cattle, yeah. whatever. You know, it was like it was a work rig pretty much. You know, or my brother and I had to go just f off and you know yeah. get in trouble on sure. But it was always just whatever was sort of laying around with some open face helmet. Like we had no clue what we were doing. And we moved to Monterey from NorCal to Monterey. Um, I was like maybe 13 or so. So Laguna Seca is right there. Right, okay. So when we moved there, I just went out to a track day they had going on. I think I was 16 and was hooked. It's like I'd, no, I'd never even seen it, period. You and showed up there without a bike? Like just yeah, to go yeah, spectate? Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Just to there spectate. Was a, a Dennis Pegolo track day. This is back in whatever that was, maybe 97 or okay. so. And um, yeah, I was 16 because I went out there. I had heard of it and was watching. It was super cool because uh, that day, just in watching, a guy named Al Salveria, he was a 250 GP rider, mm -hmm. was out there instructing. And I got to chat with him. He lived in San Francisco, and he was super cool. And I was just picking his brains, like, "What? What is this? What is going on here? This is rad. How do I do it?" And um, so he he was just giving me info on on breaks and between sessions. And he's like, "Dude, I've got I got leathers in the in my truck. We're about the same size. Do you want to ride in the back? Because they have instructor bikes, you know. So they mm -hmm. do two up rides." And I was like, "Yeah, let's of course, let's go." So I signed a waiver and. He suited me up, and I went on the back, which I was not stoked on, you know, like not being in control, like not into it. But as soon as I rode on back, then it was just this, like, addiction. You know, mm -hmm. we, we chatted a good bit. He was just a, a cool guy. And um, so we stayed in touch, and he's like, yeah, man, so here's how you do it. You know, here's what we do. If you want to get into this, um, you got to do a track day. You know, I can help you, you know, here's what bike to get and anyways so it all started there and right away I, I i did a track day and um he had a little back then it was a two-stroke 125 mm -hmm. honda um that he lined up for me and i just took to it pretty quick and then started like doing local races mm -hmm. traveling around with him he sort of mentored me it was just it was really you know looking back of who who you're around when you're starting out that's what I attribute all of it to. Really? I had no clue about racing at all. I was, I was not. I like playing sports, lacrosse and football, and like just a normal kid. Um, no racing experience at all. Okay. So it was just didn't all like of a grow sudden, up motocrossing or anything all. like that. So nope. like you, you hear a lot of guys like yeah, just just on a whim went to a track day. Yeah, it was very. And my parents were, my my like my dad loves racing, and so he was like interested mm -hmm. so once i sort of started doing the, the track day and i did a club race back then it was ccs or afm and um you know like my my first event my first race i i watered up went over the handlebars and right away i was like man this is this is gnarly i don't know if i want to do it and al salveri was like get back on we're gonna fix the bike get out there and he's like oh man and uh it was what I needed, you know, is sure. really like, like, like this a hard sport. lesson. Yeah. yeah. Cause I didn't have racing background and, uh, went out there and finished the race. And so it was cool, man. It was just so out of nowhere. Uh, my parents were cool. They supported it sort of, mm -hmm. um, to then it was like legit. Like he helped me sort of gather some sponsors and I was winning club races. And so one year of that to the next year, 
I did my first pro race and was like on the podium at Laguna Seca with John Hopkins and really? a Go Alex Gobert and it was legit, you know, it's like, I want to do this. And it was, again, looking back, my parents were pretty cool because they, they allowed me to go to independent study, you know, really? cause it, it okay. was full and like, I want to yeah. try to make a career of it and it's sort of crazy, you know, it is crazy. <laughs> it's, you looking know, back, it's probably crazy. now even more so that you have like kids and like, Totally. You start looking at things differently, right? Absolutely, way you know, different. Like, how, why did my parents like? Yeah, I don't but, think but I you, like you would like. It, like, it's very cool that they were that supportive and open, big time. But then, like, sometimes you know, like, like I watch my kids ride sometimes, and I'm just like, it just I'm a nervous wreck watching I don't, them ride. Yeah, that part of it, right? That part of it, I don't think I could do. I mean, you know, you want to support your kids, sure. Um, it's like I don't want to hold my kid. I don't want to yeah. be the parent that doesn't support you because I, I'm so scared right. that you're going to get hurt or something, sure. you know, but it's tough to watch. <laughs> it is hard. Yeah. No, know? I put my parents through it, yeah. especially my mom. Like it, yeah. it was now looking back, you know, like this sports, it's inherently dangerous period. Sure. Like you're going to get hurt. Mm -hmm. It's part of it. And I mean, I had some rough goes, whether you call it bad luck, but just some bad things happen and injuries that now, yeah, I'm like, man, I get it. Sorry. <laughs> parents. <laughs> just really sorry. Um, Sorry, but thank you at the same yeah, time. Yeah, what an opportunity! Right? You know, yeah. they 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 supported it, and uh, it, it doesn't it doesn't happen. Like you're not sitting here today. Like if they didn't support it back then, right? Like oh you, yeah, you, yeah, you don't yeah. have the career that you had, nope. and 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 it was it, the experiences. Yeah, you know the experiences because career wise, it was I you know I dabbled in it was what I would say because I had like two years, mm -hmm. really a year of club race, then went pro, and when I went pro. My first race out in AMA, I, I, I got taken out in Daytona, and I got banged up pretty good, and it scared me. Mm. You know, I was like, man, this is, I didn't grow up doing it, so I don't know if I want to do this for a career. Sure. You know, I had other things I want to do. I was always in construction since high school building, and um, I was like, I don't know if I want to do this. So I didn't. That was it. It was like 2000, and I was out, you know, for three years. I was in college down in Santa Barbara, and, you know, it was a... Um, working at a hotel, valet parking cars, and you know, just, just doing stuff, just having life, jobs, just normal, just normal regular, kid. regular yeah. day stuff, yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, you get that bug again. In 2003, I don't even know how it happened, but I came back into it and I rode, rode for, uh, for Jason Pridmore. I oh, rode okay. for him under Suzuki, and what an opportunity, yeah, you know. And I got halfway through the season and got hurt again, and it was the same thing. I just wasn't. Like, I was passionate, I loved it. But there's just that, like, I knew there was so much out there. Yeah. You know, like a lot of these racers, man, they, it takes all it, of you and the family, and that's what they know, that's what they do. And, and they can't, you know? it's like they can't quit or give up. No, whether it be, that's, what, that's all they know, or the parents are like, this is what we're doing. Sure. You know, and I didn't have that. So it was sort of like, I'm gonna, go back and you know do my other stuff and mm -hmm. had all these different jobs and careers so it was very in and out i've really solidly raced like 98 99 and a tiny bit of 2000 then 2003 got hurt and then i didn't come back and i did seven eight nine and part of ten that was like my most solid streak still in, in a super sport of i did I, super sport and then i did two solid years of super bike oh okay yeah and that was so that was rad that was like my solid I'd say three and a half, four year run mm -hmm. of in good equipment, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, private tier team, but I had a good crew chief and 
pretty darn good equipment. And it was, so that was cool. I finally got to that point where we were, we were up in the mix. Like I ran fifth, you know, as my highest run at Daytona, you know, oh, yeah. with the big boys. And mm -hmm. so I got that little bit of feeling of it. It felt good. It was fun. And then, um, same thing. Got out of the sport. It's just like the economy was, was brutal. Mm -hmm. The, the, the amount of factory teams of paddock was dwindling. Purse money was dwindling. Yeah. You know, and um, I had, I think I'd, I got taken out. I think it was Kyle Wyman. He lost his brakes at Daytona and T-boned me. And um, it was that, that switch for me. I got loaded up in the ambulance and I looked at the medics and was like, I'm going to do what you, do, you guys do. That was it. Really? That was it. Yep. I was like, I'm going to give on the, be on the giving end, not the receiving. You know? I was just over it. You oh. know? So I literally, I went home. I, I think I raced Laguna. And um, <laughs> I, I signed up for the fire academy and EMT really? school. Yeah, right away. And so I, I became a firefighter. And so you, were, you, were, you weren't kidding when you told I was done. them. No, I was done. Like, yep. this, I'm going to do yeah. what you're doing. Yeah, it was badass. Like, those guys, you know, how many times I've been loaded up in an ambulance. And, you know, I appreciated when you're down and out and you're hurt, mm -hmm. like that feeling of those men and women caring for you, you know, you're like, man, that's, that's cool. Yeah. That's a good feeling because mm -hmm. you're so bummed or, ah, oh, I got how long to heal or, you know? So yeah, yeah, that was it, man. That was it. 2010 and, um, moved on to new career. So that's, are you still doing that? No, no, I or did it for, uh, I worked for Cal Fire for the state for California for okay. a few seasons, a few years. Uh -huh. um, and then uh, had my little dude who was a single father, um, solo. And so it was sort of like, you're gone all summer where we are in NorCal fighting fire on yeah. strike teams, mm -hmm. like you're gone. So um, it was like my kid or my career. So I you know, told my captain, Sorry, dude. <laughs> you know, like I loved, I loved the career, and I had good captains. It was a good thing. You know, I worked really hard to get there too. But um, no, that was it. I left, and uh, it was the best choice I made. You know, your kids are number yeah. one. So that's cool that you've been able to stay like grounded and aware enough to like to to not let you know a racing career or firefighting career or something consume you to the point where it's unhealthy and damaging yeah. damaging you and your you know family. being a father yeah. and your family totally. and stuff and you've been able to kind of like like see it on the horizon and like reel back before before 10 years down the road and your kids grown and you miss it all and you missed it all totally like it's that's that's it happens i think quick. that's rare for yeah, for people to be able to reel hard. that in so well, it's really cool that you and it's hard to do i think i was i was fortunate though too is that you know i had the choice to, to make no, oh, anyone has a choice, but after all that hard work and effort to become firefighter and an EMT, I mean, there's a lot of schooling, it's a lot of work, and to make that choice was hard, and I enjoyed it, but it's just a no-brainer to me. Like, no way. Mm -hmm. It's my little dude, and that's what I had to do, and it was like, again, the switch. Here's what we're going to do, you know? And so, But I was fortunate, too, is that, you know, I had other options. Yeah. A lot of people don't. Like, you're a racer, or you're a... You're a firefighter. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I always had building to fall back on, you know, construction. Always had that fall back on. Thank goodness. My parents always made us, I think it was my eighth grade summer, freshman summer of high school. We went and we were grunt laborers. And I hated it because I was the only <laughs> kid, you know, like doing that kind of work in sure. summertime. Yeah. You know, at that age, I was like, this is so lame, you know. And I mean, the work's fine, but 
Um, thank goodness now. Like, God dang. Like, I always had work no matter what. So I had that to fall back on. And, um, and so, you know, I would always go to that. And then I ended up, I ended up going back and um, because I'd lived back up north, I ended up running a couple of different ranches just as a ranch hand. Oh, okay. You know, just sort of cowboying. So I, you know, ran cattle and um, did all their, their uh, ag work, you know. Growing hay, it's like a planting. dream job for me. It's like if it's I could like cool, man. turn back time and I, yeah. I, I, I'd go be a cowboy or ranch hand. It's pretty epic. I guess it's you know what I mean. It's it's so I mean it's like every kid's dream, right? Yeah, like the cowboy hat and the six shirt. Like I, I, I always you know when, yeah. When I was a kid, I either wanted to be a motorcycle racer or a cowboy. Like yeah. that was like you know I, I I landed somewhere between that as a motorcycle mechanic. Yeah, you know what I mean. It was like as close to being a racer as I could. And here Pretty I am in my forties trying to be a racer now, but super cool. Uh, you know, Never but yeah, a ranch hand, like just, I don't know. It's, it's good. Dream it's good, healthy work. Yeah. It's, it's the, it's super hard work, you yeah. know, like it was hard work and, but I mean, like you're solo, you're just out there with animals every morning. Like you're on your own, which I love. Mm-hmm. It's just animals and equipment and your rig job and everything. You're welding this and that. It's like, beating on stuff like what you guys do with bikes you know it's yeah. like it was good healthy work but hard and you don't make a whole lot of money stuff. yeah it's another one of those kind of passion gigs right yeah, you yeah, you because you love, love it. it yes yeah absolutely yeah for sure you know yeah. and and kudos to the guys that do it for a lifetime oh totally right absolutely. it's just who they are it's so cool man you if know you, you see, if you don't have a well, not to say if you don't have a family but if you don't have a family then it make it a lot easier yeah because financially it's tough you know, mm-hmm. um, but having a family, those, those ones that do it with family, I mean, it's just a passion. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. yeah. It, it's always cool. I think it's always cool. Cause I mean, we have ranches and things around in, in Utah, like, you know, you see those families and, and, and raising their kids on, you know, kind of like you yeah. say you were raised, like you see these kids grow up and, and those kids just can work workers, man. you know what I mean? And I'm sure those kids, if you talk to them, hate it, <laughs> probably, but you know, you just look at those kids and you're like, those kids you know they're callous tans at a young yeah, age man you know yeah. and they're just going into they're, they're going to go into an adulthood with such an advantage i think yep. absolutely you know yeah. and, and it's becoming more and more rare nowadays yeah. you know what i mean like battling with you know everything's electronic and the thing to do now is to be a you know it guy or whatever and sure. play on the computer or on your phone and, and that's just where kids are, like are drawn to and like yeah trying sketchy. to raise kids like i like I wish I had the opportunity to raise my kid, my kids on a ranch and just yeah. teach them those things, you know, work with their hands, you yep. know. I try and do what I can with my kids, you know, get them out in the yard. I mean, we yeah. don't have a ranch, we just have a yard, but still the go out there and thing. cut you the grass, all, pull yeah. weeds, do same it. stuff. Yep. So, you know, just yep. the just the mindset of like getting your hands dirty. Yeah. You know, making something nice, yep. making it look pretty or whatever mm-hmm. and, and being proud of what you've done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like those kind of lessons. So That's right. It's, it's huge. It's cool that you like that's really your foundation, right? Like yeah, that's I mean, I'm fortunate for... to grow up how I did. Yeah, that's it. That's awesome. I mean, I am who I am because of I would say, growing up on Hawkeye Ranch. Period. Like that yeah. was it. It was we were, and we were way out there. It, I mean, no, it was almost an hour drive to town. So okay, like we were pretty isolated. Thinking us had brothers because it was just us, you know, mm-hmm. on a lot of land where you did what you wanted. And <laughs> and looking back now too, with having kids, I wouldn't. I don't think I would trust, not trust, but give, give my son 
just that free reign that we had. Like just put him on a three wheeler oh, and let him we run off gone. into the woods. It'd be like, <laughs> I mean, from a young age. And if yeah. it was the three of us brothers, our oldest was a lot older, but my brother and I, they're three years apart. We were little dudes and we had our, our little, our buck knife. You know, if we were riding a, a three wheeler, a four wheeler, whatever, we had a buck knife. No helmets, yeah. <laughs> no, like no water, no first aid. Yeah. It was five thousand acres, so we'd be like, "Hey, Dad, we're gonna go, you know, to the back, you know, whatever." We had all the names and the spots, you mm -hmm. know, and be like, "Okay, well, go there and come back." Like that's your spot, so he knew, like, all right, they'd be a couple hours. We were so deep, like so deep. If something <laughs> happened, which it happened all the time, but it was cool, man. You just knew you had to be smart. You had to think about it. You had to figure it out. You get stuck. You're like. Dude, we don't tell dad. Like you're done. <laughs> you don't tell dad. Yeah. So it'd be like MacGyvering whatever you had, and you know, yeah. you had to figure it out. And then there was the hard work part of it. So yeah, man, it was like that. That formed us mm -hmm. completely. Yeah. And so you know, seeing seeing my little dude now and trying to really pass that on, and um, it's been rad. It's been huge. Like I I trust him more, and could I. I child labor at hardcore it's awesome you know mm -hmm. like use him at work or at job sites because he's better than most workers really he's falling off a bit now he's getting older he's got how old attitude. is he now 10 10 yeah but it's like you know i trust him to do so i put him up in, you know in the loader the bucket put me up in a tree to limb stuff and like he is sharp I trust him more than freaking guys our age, you know. Really? On the job sites, carpentry, I'm like, dude, we do this, do that. He's like, yeah, it gets a speed square out. He's got his little tool bags, pulling measurements. Like, it's so cool, man. That's awesome. You know, that's so cool for. It's cool. And it's rewarding for him. He's proud. He finishes a job, although now he's not as into working with me. Sure. He's proud. He does. I'm like, no, dude, this is what we're doing. And you see that look. He's like, yeah. He did that. Like, I did oh, yeah, that. Yeah. No, that's yeah. that's super cool. And he'll probably go through a phase where he'll hate it for a while. He's, he's getting there. I think. Yeah. Now. I'm super. I think we all it. do, right? Yeah. Oh, you know? for sure. And yeah. uh, but there there will be a time where he'll look back and be like, he'll appreciate it. You know. Yeah. He'll he'll be looking at it like you look back on yours. Someday. And, and, for, yeah. You know, and he'll have all that skill that he's learning today in his back pocket for the rest of his life. Yeah. It's that's, huge. Yeah, that's really And like cool. you said, things are changing a lot, um, you know, especially for the young kids' generation yeah. where it's very computer and screen-driven. Yeah. You know, so I, I hope and I feel like maybe someday, you know, there might be a shift again to where it so. sort of goes old school. Like the There's rare gonna ones. There's going to be a demand, are, right? Yeah, There's like going to be a demand on, for like, those oh guys. Oh, my God, you're a welder. We need you. Yeah. You're, you know. And, and like we, we'll pay someday. you a lot of money or Big whatever. Time. Oh, because yeah. we can't find anybody. Well, IT or whatever, all that stuff might crash someday. Who knows, you know? So the hands-on guys are going to kill it. Yeah, I think know? so. I mean, I think that the pendulum will swing back the other way. It's got to at some point. You know, yeah. I, it always does, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that's cool. I mean, you know, and, and I might, you know, I might call your, your motorcycle career, career a career. Uh, to me, it is. Like, you know, you've been doing it for 20 years. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and on and off, I've been in it from a young age and just dabbled. Yeah. But I've done it long enough to where, I mean, it's a career, I guess. Yeah. It's been a, when I, I just always think of career of something that like longevity, just, yeah. and that's what I did. Yeah. I got, you know, paid. That's which, you know, that part of it's it's just so up and down. Sure. You yeah. know? I mean, but, from my, my point of view, like sitting where I am doing what I'm doing, like, 
like you're a rock star to me. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Thanks, you know, yeah, it's man, like, it's... you know, to, 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 to race, you know, at Daytona, you know, riding super sport, super bike and the AMA back in the days. Yeah, like yeah. that's, that's, that's pretty cool stuff. I think that's cool. Thanks. I, I, well, I, you're doing it. That's what's cool. I, you know, like I'm just, this stuff you're doing, it, I don't, I don't think I could do it to, to go from the shop, build this, test and tune it, drive all the way here or fly whatever it is, but be here and wrench on it, mm -hmm. pack it up, go home. If it breaks you, it, that's a lot, man. It's a lot. I don't have that part. Like I'm so, you know, usually mentally sort of spent that if I do, I mean, like I know how to wrench on stuff, but on a serious race weekend, I wouldn't want to. You know, I, you know yeah, a it, lot it was do. funny, like yesterday, so like normally like, like, so we, I drove in with a couple of the guys and uh, the rest of them flew in, uh, but I've been lucky to have the guys here, like, and, and when they're here, they do a lot of the wrenching here at the race, you know, pulling tires, doing yeah. whatever needs to be done in between rounds and stuff. But yesterday, um, they weren't here yet during the track day, so I was like doing a lot of it myself, like, you it's know. a lot, huh? And without these guys, like, I don't want to work on the bike. Like, on a race day, I'm just, like, trying to kind of... Focus on riding. Yeah. It's a lot. Figure out Mentally, the track. Mentally, it's and, fatiguing. Yeah. You know? You know? So, yeah, no, kudos to you guys, man. That's um, gnarly. So, it's, it's been great. Like, you know, and it's been fun for us. Like, it's a great team-building experience for all of us. Yeah. Like, you know, we all get excited for the race weekends. And, yeah. And we travel together. And, we you know, we have a house. And we all stay together. And it's fun. It, it's, you know, cool. it's great for us to do... Yeah. And and it's good for the our shop and good for morale and all the all that. So, you know, and I get to kind of halfway chase a, a childhood dream. So it's it's fun. It's, it's rad. But uh, you know, but it is, I mean, you know, I, I when you came into the BRL uh a couple years ago and last year. Um yeah. uh, you know, I kind of kind of became an just an instant fan of yours, like <laughs> Thanks, you know, I, you probably don't remember, but it, at Sonoma, uh, you know, oh, yeah. your right. year and a half ago, yeah, that's right. um, you, you know, you just came over and you were just, just like very humble and like, just, I don't know, like you, you just have a, a presence about you that like, I mean, you're just like a down to earth, like real guy, you know what I mean? And I, I think that that's like why I was like. And now, like, we watch the GP class, and I'm like, where's Hawk at? Like, where is he? Like, like that's cool. You know, thank you. I, you know, we're just, I'm just rooting for you. So, like, I don't. Um, you know, and it, it all just kind of started from from Sonoma. Like, you, you know, you, I don't, you probably don't remember, but you, you brought your little guy up and, yeah. and had me sign a, a jersey totally. or a, yeah, a yeah. hat or something. Uh, you know what I mean? Shirt. Yeah. Um, no, and, I and, and, like, for me, I'm like, yeah. I'm just some dude with a shop in Utah. Like, yeah. But it, it's it's almost it kind of plays back into that like childhood dream of mine of being a motorcycle racer. So it kind of makes me feel a little closer to being that guy. You know what I mean? You're it, you're doing it. Yeah. You're on the grid. I mean, sure. these are no joke. Yeah. You know, like I try to explain to people, these are no joke. Anyone on this grid, whether it be the the pro stock or the GP, whatever, mm -hmm. the bagger, it's just no it's no joke. Yeah. They're not a sport bike. So they're not comfortable to ride. They're not, and and you guys are you're building it yourself. Yeah, like that's serious. I have no clue where to start. <laughs> yeah, you know, like it makes me just cross-eyed looking at him. So that's to me, it's, it's rad. Like taking my boy around. Like we're gonna get all these autographs, and he's just stoked. No way, mm -hmm. you know. And I've, I mean, shoot, I remember being on that side of the fence, 
you know, yeah. waiting in the freaking line. Uh, I was super into car racing watching. I remember being at Laguna Seca watching the IndyCar and waiting in line forever to get Jacques Villeneuve's autograph. Oh, yeah. You know, I loved that stuff. And I had all the little cars mm -hmm. and waiting forever. And, uh, you know, he came out and he actually looked me in the eyes. He shook my hand. I was like, hey, give me an autograph. And that's, there's a couple I remember, you know, and mm -hmm. I'm, I was never like a starstruck kid. I'm not now. Like I could care less about really any sport and getting an autograph. Mm -hmm. But I appreciate like the talent and the people. So that, that, that's one I remember. So it's just cool as a kid. I remember yeah. it, you know? Yeah. And to, to watch kids and see like my son, look at all of you guys and mm -hmm. whoa, get that autograph. He's got a shirt. He's got all his gear. He's like, yeah. daddy, I, he knows all the names. And, <laughs> right on. You know, that's cool. It's, it's cool, man. Through all of your racing through the years, have you ever, is there any, any motorcycle racer that you've been able to meet that, that you were starstruck? over like just anybody mm -hmm. no i mean just, uh i just don't get super pumped over a human being in my you know like mm -hmm. like people get all weird and crazy yeah. i just don't get it yeah um but i appreciate the talent or whatever it is that people do mm -hmm. like big time sure so meeting i mean i was so fortunate to get to to ride with and to meet and to train with pretty incredible racers mm -hmm. um for yeah, so for me though, you know, like um, Nikki Hayden was someone that I really respected as a rider and as a human being, mm -hmm. you know. And I got to ride with him and train with him. We got we parted super hard two years in Daytona to get like we got some good time together. Really, that's and, cool. And um, we put a rental car on the wall together on on a <laughs> track day, and it's like some good memories. That he was such a cool kid, mm -hmm. and he was the best. Yeah. You know, like I was always. Just, you know, I'm riding with and hanging with the best, and oh, you I never mean, know it. Like he's just a cool cat. Yeah. You know, so I, I really, all the Haydens are just cool dudes. But, yeah. You know, like I have a list. I, I'm again, it's like timing of who you're around, whether it's racing or you know building bikes or whatever. Mm -hmm. To me now, who you're around in the beginning of that career, who influences you, is massive. Because mm -hmm. I just was fortunate in my timing through Al Salveria getting on the back of his bike, you know, he was a, a good guy in the industry, very talented. He knew the guys to say, hey, Hawk's, you know, trying to get into this. He's got a little talent. And so I was able to be with like the best, Freddie Spencer, Kenny Roberts, senior. Wow. Now yeah. I went to the Roberts Ranch um, back in 2000. I mean, I was training with Curtis really? and Kenny Jr. Really? Yeah. I mean, like now looking back, man, to be, even back then it was cool. Sure. I was like, whatever, I just want to go train. I'm going to ride 100. I'm going to beat Kenny, you know. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm like, holy cow, what an opportunity. Sure, yeah. You know, um, and they were the best. Like those guys, Kenny Sr., we'd be riding 100s. Curtis, Kenny Jr., has a couple other dudes, but we'd be riding 100s, just battling, riding our tails off, and Kenny Sr. would be in the center of us hitting golf balls at us, hitting golf balls at us. Really? Take, yeah, you take one. You're like, <laughs> uh, like I can't stop. You can't stop. You can't be like, oh my, ouch! It's just like no way. So it's like that old school era of the Roberts. Those old school racers were just men. So there's that influence of of freaking figured out kid. You mm -hmm. know, you ride, and you don't complain. You don't. So it's just that the different influences were key to. Who I am as a racer mm -hmm. now, you know, I'm not much of a 
a guy to speak of, but it, it sure plays part. Like I never forget those things, yeah. you know? No, that, I mean, those are experience. Those are, you know, from a fan standpoint, I think those are, you know, dream experiences. It's pretty incredible. It's pretty cool to, yeah. to I mean, Nikki Hayden of all people, like how many people yeah. can say they've ridden or crashed a car with Nikki? Oh, Hayden, totally. You know I mean? Like, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, we rubbed her cool. up and turned nine at Laguna Seca. <laughs> we were trying to drive the track out. We were, we were, it was a, it was a, it was a team private test. So I was oh, riding right. on the satellite Honda team. So I was teammates with, I think it was Josh Her or Josh Hayes. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was my teammate. And I, another really cool guy who I have incredible. met. Incredible. I wrote One a, of the coolest a, a, guys. I rode an American Super Camp and he was the oh, guest coach. Yeah. And he was awesome. another just like down to earth. Like down to earth dude. Like at first he was just like sitting in the front row and I didn't even like realize that it was him. He's like so I just cool. thought it was another student. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, that's Josh Hayes. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, he, he's cool. he's probably the the most talented rider. I mean, still in the paddock these days. Yeah. So talented and and just again, just the coolest guy. Yeah. You know, he'll go up to anyone, anybody, and talk to him. Yeah. Channel grab whatever it is. Yeah. You know, like it, it's just that's what's cool. I'd say too about our paddock, BRL Moto America. Moto America's changed. Is it? Um, well, from back just when getting... I was in it, name. It's it's what's a bunch of young kids. That's yeah. what it is. I mean, it's it's rad, but it's so accessible. You know, people can come in and walk the paddock and get an autograph and talk to racers yeah. versus, you know, maybe NASCAR or, or other disciplines that you don't hardly get to see anyone or talk to anyone. Sure. You know, which is, I guess, demographically, it's not as big, but, you know, um, that's what's cool about our sport, too, you know? Yeah, it is fun. I mean, it, it is cool that, you know, just have these open pits and, and people come in and ask ask questions about the bike or... Yeah. Whatever. I mean, it is. It, it's fun for me, you yeah. know, and it's part of why we do it, right? Is to make right. these connections. I mean, yeah. And, and it's so. Yeah, that is a cool part of our our series here. Well, you got to be stoked to be able to share the info. I mean, you've, when you actually build it, you're proud. You know every part of that bike. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's what fans, or spectators, aspiring riders. That's what they want. Right. You know, to be able to ask about it and just blown away. I've heard about bagger sure. racing. But to see it in person here, um, I know a lot of people were saying, well, we've seen it on TV, but we haven't seen it in person. So that's what I gathered here is that they got to see it. They can touch it. They can feel it. They can talk to you who's building it and riding it. Mm -hmm. That's huge. Mm -hmm. Now they're leaving. They're going to hopefully go, you know, to your shop and or they're going to start wanting to trick out their bagger. Doing their, you know, yeah. whether it's, you know, and that's the cool thing for me. Like, that's why we, you know, some of why we do it is like, that way we can help a guy out with building his bike, whether he's going to do a track day and do bagger racing or yeah. just, you know, kind Modified of fix up his bike, bike yeah. to, to go run the canyons or right. do whatever. Yeah. Um, but I, like I talked to a guy today that, you know, has done some track days on some different bikes some like FZO sevens and things like that. Like, but he's like, this looks kind of fun. He's like, I kind of want to buy a Harley and get into bagger racing. And I said, <laughs> Do it. Heck yeah. Go for it, man. Like yeah. it's a blast. Like yeah. it's a totally different bike. <laughs> right. I mean, I don't I, I can't say from experience, but like you know, buy a Harley and go road race it makes perfect sense, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. It still doesn't make sense what we're doing. Right. Really. Yeah. But that's kind of the allure <laughs> that's of it. That's what's cool right? about it. Yeah. That's absolutely what's cool about you it. You know, yeah. it's you know, taking a machine that is like built for the exact opposite, opposite. of what we're doing mm -hmm. on them. And yeah. uh and it's fun it's been fun to kind of be 
part of the evolution of it. Mm-hmm. That's kind well, of been, been cool. You've been a part of it from sort I, of the I was at right? the first BRL yeah. in Salt Lake. That's, that's cool, uh, man. We two were, years ago then? Or no? T- yeah, two years ago. Yeah. Uh, so the first one in Salt Lake and then Sonoma that year. Yep. Um, and then I raced all the races last year. And, yeah. and, you know, and I was really, like this winter, I was on the fence whether mm-hmm. I was going to come and race this year just because of finances. Like, it's expensive for me. Uh, you know, I'm a self-funded privateer, and yeah, man, it's I expensive. Can I can do it. Um, it's awesome. You know, but it's like, one, I love it. Yeah. Two, it has been a great marketing thing for us. Good. And three, it's a great team-building experience for yeah. me and my, my guys. Yeah. Uh, so I was just like, you know what? Like, we didn't go out of business last year, and we raced, like... <laughs> So we'll just another world. go for it again, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, right. like, yeah, things are tight, things are expensive, and but we made it work, and yeah. just go for it again, like. Yeah, what an experience. And, and, and however long it lasts, you'll look back and be like, man, that was awesome. I, I, I think so. Because I've already done it. Yeah. I've already done I never, I, well, I just say I never, ever after 2010 thought I'd go back racing. I was done. So I already appreciate it so much more. Yeah. I look back at the experiences the, the friends made, whether it be good or bad now, when you look back, it's like, that was awesome. You know, so, no, it's, it's cool, man. Do you need a water? I'm good. You yeah. sure? Thank you. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you a little bit about your, your camp that you do. Yeah. You still doing it? Yeah, still cranking. It, no, it, is, it a, is it a camp for, I guess just tell me about it. Yeah, so uh, I started in the very end of 19 mm-hmm. and this was all it's a motorcycle camp instructional so um it was really just based off of uh sort of my son um and his little buddies because he rides mm-hmm. and in going to school pick up or drop off my son parents would be like oh man do you ride and how do i get my kid into it or can he come out and how do you teach him or you know so that's how it honestly started and i've always wanted to have a school, a camp. Mm-hmm. Um, I love teaching, not just motorcycles. I just like to teach, and I love kids. I love working with kids. And so, um, the road race school thing is just like it's, too, it's a lot of money. You know, mm-hmm. to go out there and have a, a a school. I mean, you gotta have big money to get the bikes, and the it's just too much. It's like man, and it's flooded market. There's so many guys doing it. Mm-hmm. So this was just a, like a low pro. Thank you. Just backyard style gig how I started it and so it, it finally really my wife <laughs> over over a super late night and some bottles of wine and um we came up with a business name and we she's like you're doing it. let's just do it do it you know like you talk about it and you teach these kids and just do it so you know I actually formed the business and started it and um so she's the one that really supported me and pushed me to do it and because I hadn't I, I really hadn't touched a motorcycle wasn't racing since 2010 and this was 19 and um she so she sort of pushed me into it supported me and i went and did a, a supermoto race a pro race and um she she's just like you need to do this this is what you love mm-hmm. like i see that that look in your eye and you need to do this and you're way cooler and happier <laughs> you know like yeah. you should keep riding <laughs> so with all that i was like all right cool so um started the business and it is a instructional motorcycle school camp 
um, for all ages and all skill levels and, okay. and disciplines. So that was my one of my questions is is like is it mainly for kids or is it for it, all ages? It's for all. Mm -hmm. I just I just sort of became known as the the guy to work with and teach kids because mm -hmm. that's that was just sort of the demographic. It's what happened, you know, and and um, where we are in the North State, there there really wasn't any tracks. So I had the tracks on the property, on my property. Mm -hmm. um, and these so, are like flat tracks, motocross tracks? They were, I'd call from... them, they, I've changed it now to pretty much flat track TT. Okay. But back when I started it, it was, it was flat track and I'd call it mini moto. Yeah. You know, it had berms and we had tabletops, small safe stuff. Okay. You know, everything could be rollable. I wanted mm -hmm. it just safe. So, yeah, I mean, it's, so it's progressed to um, working with, I mean, the youngest I've had is two years old. Really? Mm-hmm. And um, I've worked with a, it was the oldest, it was pretty cool. I had a lady come out, she was turning 70. So like all ages, Wow. you know, yeah. and all skill levels from totally new, a lot of new riders to already pretty skilled mm -hmm. riders, you know. Um, and we do the, the dirt stuff, the sort of the moto, the flat track, um, supermoto, road race. Oh, okay. We sort of do it every I got a beautiful go-kart track 15 minutes away. Oh, really? Yeah, it's epic. So we do all, all of the paved training there, street guys, um, people trying to get their M1 license, mm -hmm. whatever. You know, I teach it. So I got a pretty darn good curriculum. Um, you know, there's a lot of different ways to teach, a lot of different ways to ride. Sure. But there's a, in my opinion, there's a, there's a foundation, there's a fundamental foundation that it doesn't really vary much, in my opinion. Yeah. Whether you're on the dirt, you're supermoto, you're, you know. So I got it pretty dialed, but it's challenging. It's a hard business. Yeah. You know, it is. It's yeah. in, the, in the economy, these, it's extra. It's an extra thing. Yeah. You know, that's. So it's not like, a, I mean, it's kind of a side business, if you will. Well, or right now, right now, this is it. I stopped. That's it? I stopped okay. my last. I did a big remodel, and I like so last um, December, I guess that was it. You know, my wife pushed me to just focus, just focus on one on thing. That. I get spread so thin. Yeah. Um, so it's been it's been really nice focusing on on just this, mm -hmm. but it's challenging too, man, because until I have a camp or I host races too, I put on full blown race events. And until um, I have those, it's hard financially. I do private lessons, you know, mm -hmm. all during the weeks I do private lessons. But um, weather in California, we got hammered with rain. So it kept, it kept delaying my camps and my races. I had to put three off. So I just had my first one finally um, Sunday before we came out here. So, you know, like financially it's been tough, man. It's like... It's hard. I'm yeah. always like, I gotta, I'm, I'm gonna go get a job. You go, you know, yeah. do some dirt work or go build, go do something. She's like, just, just keep. Like, yeah, well, but it's <laughs> hard, you know. Yeah. So. No, I mean, and, and and kudos to you for just you know just committing to it. Yeah, it's you know? hard. You know, you it's, know, having your own business is hard enough. Yeah. And but but to just see it through, it's there's I think there's always gonna be the ups and the downs. Sure. Period. It's just riding the the downs out and yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, I think that business like that would definitely be hard because like there's a whole bunch of work, like you said, before the event. So like there's a bunch of things that have to happen, a bunch of things that probably have to be paid for and stuff That's like right. that. And then yeah. it's and, tough. And, and then then what happens when the camp comes and it's raining? 
<laughs> you know, like oh, yeah, now you got to figure out what to do. Are, like yeah. with weather, mm -hmm. you know. For us, yeah. it's I mean, it's it, it's definitely stressful for us. But like you know, we bring a bike in, we fix it, we customize it, we do whatever, we get paid, and go on to the next one. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's kind of a constant flow and not as many right. variables. Yep. But running a business is running a business, yeah. and, and it's stressful no matter what it is. You know, you, they all yeah, come with their challenges. You go home, you still you don't really leave work. You know, it's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, you start laying in bed at night, you know, worrying about how to do this. How am I going to get this done? Yeah. How am I going to afford that? Yep. All those things, yeah. uh, you know, and, and having a, you know, supportive family, you know, a wife that is, is, you know, supportive and, and pushing you and helping yeah, you is huge. is huge. Yep. Um, so that's, you know, we'd be a mess without them. I think I'm pretty lucky in that aspect, man. I can say I probably would be, you know, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be here, you know, if it, you know my wife is full support you know she's at the shop full time and it's awesome man. she loves coming to the races just as much as i do it's cool um it's so i'm pretty fun. lucky in that way yeah so me too. um Big you know time. and when we can you know we'll we'll bring our kids to the races uh they didn't come out this weekend because they're they're in school still yeah uh we'll take them to the next race they love coming to the races they love it you know Oh, what a cool experience for kids. And, uh, That's so you know, fun. Having them there. Like, you know, I'm ready to get home to them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, but yeah. Um, where are we? An hour in almost? Do you want to say anything about it? You know, thank anybody, talk about anything special? Um, I mean, yeah. Thank, thank the guys who give me the opportunity to be here doing yeah. this. You know, um, like I said, I never thought I'd be racing again. Uh, I can't so, believe it was that long. You you just said that. You hadn't raced since 2010? Yeah, 2010. And you just jumped on a bagger? Last year. Yeah, it was a long gap. It was a long time. And, and you were just that fast. And there was, no, nah, <laughs> man, I mean, it, it, you know, it it takes some time working up. To, you don't ever lose it. Yeah. You know, when you come off of my last time on a super bike, I mean, that's top level, hanging it all out there, trying sure. to make a career of it, yeah. you know. So coming back, it's it's just getting used to it. It's just a motorcycle. It's just a new animal a to, one. to figure out yeah. now, right? Yeah, and these things are honestly, they're, they're like a big 100, man. They're so, they're, they're forgiving. Mm -hmm. they're, everything just bends and flexes, and you got you to gotta let them do their thing, you yeah. know? So, yeah, no, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't crazy coming back to it, but um, I'm just stoked to have the opportunity to be back. You know, I really am grateful and um, appreciate it much more now. You're enjoying it? I am. I would not be doing it if I'm not enjoying it. Like, Good. I, no way. Good. This is so, I still sometimes definitely probably every weekend I'm racing, I'm wondering what am I, do, what am I doing, honestly, mm -hmm. you know, just because I've got a family and it, you know, it's dangerous. It worries me at times and I've got to be there for, for my kids, but uh, stuff can happen doing anything. Sure. You know, I mean, really, this, the dumb stuff I do at work doing <laughs> really lame things with equipment and that yeah. stuff all the time. My wife's like, Hawk, like, what do you, what's your problem? So this is really more calculated. Sure. <laughs> you know, I'm probably better <laughs> off doing this stuff. Right. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm having fun. Good. I'm, I'm thankful to, to yeah, the guys, Tim and, and the Lloyd's garage guys for hiring me to, to ride their motorcycle. And I've got a super cool, I would not be out here if I wasn't having fun. I don't got a cool crew. Like it makes yeah. it fun because you know it's it's a stressful sport and I want to win. I'm not just happy to be here, mm -hmm. you know, and have the opportunity to race. Mm -hmm. If I'm not, if I'm like 
pretty, I'm sort of a dick. So like I want to, I want to do well. Yeah. So if I'm not where I want to be, you know, results wise, I got the super cool crew that it makes it good. Like there's still, sure. we're still high fiving, we're shooting the breeze and we're having a beer. It's like, that makes it fun no matter what. Right. And then have my wife and the little squish here is epic. You yeah. know, like it, it allows me no matter what, that's the coolest thing is that I always raced on my own. Like I did my thing. So having her and both of them here, every time I come off the track, I'm, I'm really not where I want to be. I don't think there's been a weekend where I'm like, there we are. I'm not like, I'm not there right now. I'm frustrated, but I look over at, at that little thing smiling and doing something weird and like, yeah. yeah. It makes it all better. Oh, it's all good. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> what am I stressed about? Yeah. You know, it's yeah. so it's, it puts it all in perspective and it takes me back to again, you know, I'm just, I'm blessed to be here. I'm 41 and get to, do what so many people dream of and yeah how cool yeah you know well i mean you know from the from this side of the fence watching your your race today i mean you you looked pretty impressive you know like really good i think like yeah, we're, we're getting there that, yeah. that that you know that trask bike God, it's fast man she's got some ponies it's got you know and, just, and it, shane's a freaking awesome rider sure. he knows how to ride it's yeah it's i want to beat him yeah, I bet. <laughs> I want to beat him so yeah, bad. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll see tomorrow. Yeah. But we'll, we'll be rooting for you for sure. Thanks, Tim. You know, I appreciate you got, it. Man. You got fans over here for sure. <laughs> thank you. Um, so, yeah, thank you for coming on. It's, you know, it's really an honor to sit down with someone, you know, like I said, with your your experience and and, and your humbleness and, and be willing to sit down here and have a conversation with just a random shop guy from Utah. You know it's what I mean? Cool, just man. You know, and, and so yeah. thanks a lot. Um, you know, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, try and remember, Jordan always tells me uh, to, to mention everything. So, you know, go on, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, follow us on all the different social media platforms. You can find us on all the podcast apps, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, where can people find you? Where, where can people find, you know, follow you, you know, with racing or your camp? Like, um, yeah, hawkmazatamotocamp.com. Uh, is the website and um, beyond that I've got Hawkman's Automoto Camp Instagram and Facebook Hawkman's Automoto Camp I don't know all the different little underscore stuff but I don't think there's that many Hawkman's out there yeah, so true. they just type that in there they'll they're probably find, find you it. right yeah I'm yeah. in California I'd be super stoked to to work with any riders it's what I love doing awesome. it's my passion and yeah yeah thanks for having me on I really appreciate it this yeah cool, thanks man. for and vice versa you know like what you guys do is so impressive to me you know I, like Thank I said you. I I, yeah. I don't I would love to be able to build and fab and do what you guys do and I, I don't have that skill so and to ride it is impressive yeah thank you, know, you. I, I, I mean you guys, that means man. a lot yeah that means a lot no so joke um you know I know you're a busy man and you got a wife and kid waiting on you so thanks for <laughs> you know carving an hour out of <laughs> no, your day yeah, you know? this is cool <laughs> so, this is great thank you very much cool all right sweet thanks Tony yeah thanks you guys